Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Welcome to Reasonably Shady, a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Hello, we are back again for another episode of Reasonably Shady. I am Giselle Bryant. What's up? What's up? This is Robin Dixon. Thank you for joining us again. (laughs) We are back again. And you guys already know we start off with our reasonably shady moment of the week. And Robin, I want to go first. Go. Because I am actually a little angry still with. um, Okay, so I spent about a week in New York with my kids. Okay. And I had to Uber some places. Uber drivers in New York Mm -hmm. are in their own world. I was at a restaurant. It was very late at night. Mm -hmm. And I saw, I watched on my Uber app, the Uber driver drive around the restaurant about three times. What? He he just drove around and then drove around. And and I I couldn't, I was like texting him, Mm -hmm. like, sir, stop. Like Mm -hmm. I'm in front of the restaurant. But he just ignored me and kept driving around. And I said, cancel. That might have been his first day. (laughs) <laughs> and he was trying to figure out how to work the app or something. I thought so. And then the next day I drove out to, or I needed to go out to my girlfriend's house in Jersey. Okay. I was in the city. So that's like, you know, a nice Uber that I got the the extra, the special, the VIP to whatever. And he drove so slow. Oh, I sat behind him and I wanted to put my hands around his neck <laughs> and strangle him. I was so angry. I was like, dude, if you drive 30 miles an hour one more time. Okay. <laughs> Then I had to come home from my girlfriend's house. Okay. And the Uber driver was like the reject from K-pop. You know, have you heard? Oh, yeah. Okay. The Korean band. Yes. He had like his hat to the back. (laughs) He had like five gold chains on, Adidas sweatsuit, tattoos all over him. He was ready. He was blasting the music. And he, I guess, was too cool for school and could not sit in traffic so that meant he was always like changing oh weaving in and out weaving in and out and he was changing the route he changed the route about 17 times oh my god and he literally went over i went over like five bridges oh my god it does not take five bridges for me to get back to the city 
from Jersey. Yeah, no I was that. angry. I was mad. And I said to hell with all you Uber drivers. Y'all are shady. Oh, my God. That is why I actually, whenever I have like a special event to go to. Yeah. And the organizer is like, would you like us to send you a car? I'm like, no, I want to drive myself. Yes. Because I want to drive my speed. I want to yep. play my music. Yep. I want to go my route. Like, mm. I hate driving in like i hate letting other people drive yes i hate it or they drive too slow you want to strangle them i'm right it, it was bad. that would have so, been good if you strangled them though no i would no he i definitely i would have gotten a zero rating <laughs> right. um so and, wait did you give your drivers bad rating i did not i decided to be a nice person but i am over uber i'm over y'all over yeah, y'all what is, up, what is with that you know. i don't know something going on with new york ubers okay well that's annoying and frustrating yes um so my reasonably shady moment once again goes to myself <laughs> Robin Dixon. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst. It's more of like just a ridiculous moment. Okay. So this past week, we went to Florida. We were in South South Miami or South Florida for a basketball tournament. Yes. So the I tournament. I saw you on Instagram live with your bikini on looking hot. Yes. That was like suck and tuck. Okay. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we were there. The tournament itself, the games were Friday to Sunday. Okay. But we went from Wednesday to Wednesday. Nice. Okay. So from Wednesday to Wednesday, I checked in. We checked into five different hotels. Why, Robin? <sighs> For what? Who does that? Why would you do that to the kids? Ridiculous. Why would you do that to yourself? You know, okay. We played mu musical hotels. So like the first one, okay. First one, we decided to go to the Fountain Blue, Miami Beach, live yes. it up, have fun. Nice. So then the second one we checked into was actual, the tournament where, the hotel where we were going to spend the rest of our time. Okay. That hotel was like the Bates Motel. <laughs> I was waiting... <laughs> And we literally, it's so, it's, you know, it's bad when the kids are looking around and they're like, we're not going to stay here, are we? <laughs> like, we literally checked in, rolled our stuff up to the room, uh -huh. and like, the kids wouldn't even walk into the, the room, like the door yeah. of the room. And we turned around, went to the desk, and we're like, we can't stay here. Did they give you your money back? Yeah, they said, we won't okay. charge you. And it was funny, the girl at the, the, the desk, like, chuckled. Like, she knew. That like, yeah, this ain't for everyone. <laughs> okay, so that's so you've named two hotels. Two. Okay. okay, but you said five. Five. So then the so then the third one is the one that we relocated to. Okay. Which was it, we didn't have any complaints. It was a Marriott. It was fine. It was clean. It was actually like renovated, so it was nice and new. Nice. But it like wasn't on the beach. Mm. So it was like boring. Boring Marriott. Right, okay. Exactly. So we stayed there for like two nights. Mm -hmm. So then and now mind you, it's not just us. It's like two other families on our team that are moving too <laughs> so robin is a road there's a road show in florida going yes, on it is weird. robin and two families i'm telling you this basketball this vacation was for the parents that was <laughs> it was it was for us so so we're in this boring hotel i okay. mean it was nice so then we're like oh we want to go back to the beach let's go back to the beach okay so then we moved to another hotel back closer to miami um we're on the for a hotel that's a block away from the beach. Okay, nice. Very nice. Okay. Now, that one was just like a, eh. So, I think it's like, when you go to the Fountain Blue, yeah. it's really hard to live up to the Fountain Blue when you're in like, I don't want to say all out, the Double Tree. Right? <laughs> so, But why would you even check into the Double Tree? You know that that's not right. You know you're not going to be happy. You know you're going to leave. Why would you even do that? Because the pictures look nice. They looked adequate. You know, we're still there for a basketball tournament, right? It looked good. And, and I don't have any complaints, but we were just kind of like, eh. The Double whatever. Tree is catfishing. No, our expect, our, we just became bougie. So, okay. we, so then we were like, 
hey, the W has a great rate going on that right now. <laughs> okay. In other words, Robin can plan no more trips. Do not travel with Robin. Yeah. No, I'm, it's bad. But you know what? It was actually fun. So we, we finished our our trip at the W, which okay. was great. It's a nice. W, right? It's great. The kids are living their life again. Like, I've, I've created some bougie kids with these hotels and stuff. Yes. Um, I do recommend, though, at least, I kind of enjoyed switching the hotel at least once. So if you say, say you're going on a trip, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going on vacation for five days. I think it's actually cool to like stay for three days in one hotel yeah. and two days in another hotel. I agree, especially with the kids because they do get bored. Yeah. Even with the nicest of accommodations, they exactly. do get bored. Exactly. Yeah. So I actually like on my next vacation or my next trip, I'm going to at least stay in two hotels. Oh, wait. <sighs> and I left one part out. Okay. So I actually walked into six hotels because... <laughs> During one of these trip, one of these switches, hotel switches, I thought I booked one hotel, yeah. one Marriott, and I really booked the Marriott fifteen minutes down the street. Okay, you are fired. So- <laughs> you're fired. You can no longer have this job. Those all the two families that you're traveling with, ask one of those moms to take over. You're fired. We were fine. We were living life. I literally got to the well. They checked. It was a mess. So I literally got to the desk and they're like, um, are you in the right hotel? I was like, yeah. And then I looked at my email and I was like, no, bye. And I <laughs> had all of our luggage already out, you know, unpacked from the car. So, yeah, we actually tried to check in the six hotels. OK, so is so that shady? Yeah, that's shady. It's no, it's not even shady. It's ridiculous. OK, <laughs> Robin is ridiculous. All right. But anyway, Robin, we have so much to talk about. As it relates to what's going on in the world. Oh, my gosh. There's so much. Where do we begin? I think we should begin with Father's Day because that just passed. And Nick Cannon was busy. Okay. He was a busy beaver because every time we turn around, that guy has another baby on the way. Okay. I keep seeing these headlines and I'm like, is it Groundhog Day? Is it like, (laughs) why do I keep seeing the same headline that Nick Cannon is expecting a baby? Multiple. He he always gets people pregnant with twins, which is very strange. (laughs) And I I just don't understand. And I'm thinking, do these ladies know that they're overlapping? Like, you know what I mean? Clearly these relationships overlap. Right. I have a feeling that he's probably being 100% honest with them. Okay. And they must not care. Clearly. They must not care. But it's like, it's so weird. I'm like, okay, so is this more of like a sister wives type thing? <laughs> because it does appear that like, he's like dating these women. Like they're yes. not like oops babies. They're like, he's literally dating them and taking family photos and, preg- and, and you know, maternity photo shoots and stuff. With right. These random women. Why? Right. And I think... That they think that they're going to have Thanksgiving dinner with Mariah. But I want them to understand Mariah Carey is not eating with any of you baby mamas. She not. No. I'm just here to tell you. And I don't even know Mariah, but I know that's going down. But wait, didn't didn't Nick say something like he do, he feels like he doesn't have long to live because he has lupus and he has blood clots. And so he's just, you know, living life and not wearing condoms. And that is why he keeps having these babies. OK, is this real? Are you being serious? Yes. Oh, I hadn't heard this. Yes. Okay, this is absurd. That's absurd. Okay, so you're going to leave all these fatherless children? <laughs> like, Nick. Or on the flip side, what if you li- live until you're 100? You might have 42 kids. Yeah, like, I'm, which... I'm going to need for Nick to get it together. I know. Get it's, it all the way together. But I guess the good thing is like, you know, Nick is rich. Yes. So. He can afford the them. Ki- right. He can afford them. The kids will be 
fine once he, you know, passes along financially, but right. they're going to lack that fatherly figure that, you know, I mean, I, I guess with all these kids, like, how can he be a fatherly figure to them? No, he's he can't even get Father's Day straight. No, it's ridiculous. What what gift do you wear? Because you know how the kids kids give you a gift. Remember that meme? And he had all of these ties he was holding up. And he was, and the meme was, which one should he wear? Like, because, you know. Uh, y- y'all well, got he's got, like, enough jobs. He can wear, he can, like, you know, wear one on his, um, what was that dancer show called? Mass, mass Singer yeah. job. And one on his new talk show. And listen, one on his new, you know, he's got one listen. on America's Got Talent. Like, he's got a whole bunch of jobs. He's a busy beaver. And I need, I'm going to need for everybody to be clear. Mariah is not entertaining this. Okay. We, <laughs> Mariah's we, getting her life. Yes. She's not entertaining. We are not getting together taking a family photo with all of Nick's kids. Let me tell you something. Morocco and the other one. What is it? Moroccan. Moroccan. And, and Monroe. And Monroe. Monroe. They will not be in the Nick Cannon children family photo. I'm just thinking that Mariah's not having that. But I'm, that's just my opinion. All right. We're going to move on. So for me, the biggest story because i've been following this for like a while Mm -hmm. here lately is this whole britney spears situation okay so the other day she gave her testimony and she was very clear and it's very clear she hates her father she feels like an indentured servant a slave i think she used the word slave Slave, well she she was not purchased but so she shouldn't really use the word slave but we'll give it to her first of all how is she a slave and they work for her yeah we'll, we'll give her that whatever but she can't live her life she can't even be in control of her birth control she they won't let her take the iud out um she wants to get married she wants to just spend her money the way she wants to spend it and right. live her life like i do feel she didn't know that she could speak up for herself to get out of this why are these like why has this gone on for so 13 long? years Thir- like, could you imagine 13 years somebody's telling who, you how to spend your money who is a lot right who is allowing a grown woman to live like this her father and it's clearly greed but how do the courts even allow that i think they like i feel off. like it should have been okay so when they established it i understand it was around the time when she had the breakdown yes and you know maybe i guess the argument is it was for the her better you know the whatever better judgment on on her part right her health or whatever keep right. her safe blah 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 but like there should have been a, a time limit on that 100 percent where you reevaluate it yes i've and, and the judge kept allowing this to happen so i feel like the judge is getting paid i know that's probably wrong for me to say the judge is getting paid daddy is getting paid he gets like sixteen thousand dollars a month i think for doing nothing for being her conservator yes um and he gets to say what job she takes and what job she doesn't take which is a mm. um conflict of interest it's it's just i feel bad for and Brittany. then she said okay she said they put her on lithium yes was this okay clarify this was this while she was performing she was on lithium i don't i don't like think when she so. was in that doing that vegas residency because i feel like how do you how can someone who is under a conservatorship perform a Vegas residency right for that? like that that really that sounds like abuse that's abusive yes it's that's abusive a, so it's like does she even have an option to not want to perform and then they give her this lithium to like force her well well she her last um residency or something she was getting ready to do the last thing she was getting ready to do remember she walked off like they announced oh Britney Spears mm-hmm. she's gonna have another tour and she like left Oh, I don't and she didn't even say anything. She just rolled out. And it was because she's refusing to work because 
all of this is going down. Mm -hmm. And she just wants to chill out and live her life. And I really feel bad. I really, really, really feel bad for her. It's really sad. I mean, it's like it's heartbreaking. And yeah. she seems like such a sweet person. She's 39 years old. She's right. damn near 40. She can clearly figure out um, where to buy tampons I couldn't and imagine. toothpaste. I couldn't imagine. But imagine like the long-term damage that has done to her. Yes. You know? So it's like, I pray that, um, you know, the outcome of this is in her favor. But I also pray that she has the right people around her moving forward yes that will really support her and help her become independent and like i cannot imagine long-term damage so and what's her dad's name joe jamie jamie spears you wrong sir you wrong and karma's a bitch you're gonna get yours and what's up with the mom what's right mom now saying? now she's been strangely sister. quiet yeah she was on lithium while she was in Vegas. Oh, she was. Okay. So she was on lithium lithium while she was performing in Vegas. Okay. Which is horrible because yeah. lithium, from like what I understand. Your, you're not even here. No. And, and that has lasting damaging effects, I believe, on your oh brain. Um, we, we don't know where Brittany's mommy, mom is. She has been strangely, like, not around. That is so crazy. I'm sorry. I'm sad. Like, the greed. So they literally, like, put her on lithium, forced her to perform, and she can't even control her own life and her own money. Like, the greed. The it's greed disgusting. of it all. The greed of it all. And she wants to have a have a family. Get married. Have a family. Right. Right. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no, you're going to keep that IUD stuck up in you so you don't have any kids so that you can perform. That's just horrible. I mean, it's feeling like borderline, like, Michael Jackson, how Michael Jackson's life was, where he kind of wasn't really like un able to live a normal life right and i wonder if that was controlled by i mean you know i don't know was that by choice or was that controlled by other people gosh it's it's bad i i i, I just want britney to be free so i'm hashtag free britney oh hell yes yeah free britney and pray for britney yes like, let's not just free her let's pray for her and i pray that she has support the support that she needs that's that will help her just move forward with life. yes jeez all right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. 
connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. On another note, Black Girl Magic at the Olympics. Ooh, Let's ooh. give it up for Push our ladies. The Olympic trials. The Olympic trials, yes. But, I mean, <laughs> if they're going to kill it in the trials, which they have been. Yes. The Olympics is going to be hands down Black Girl Magic. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, I mean, of course, Simone Biles. Like, we yes. already know that she's doing a quadruple <laughs> somersault tuck. <laughs> she's going to she's gonna flip Go high five Jesus up in Touch heaven. Touch the ceiling. Yes. And come on down. Okay. Right. And laying really softly. Yes. <laughs> now, Simone is everything. She's making up routines that they ain't never seen before. Right. right. And then the, cra- but then the crazy part is like, don't they like d- deduct? Um, then they make the points lower or something for like certain moves that she like created. Like something crazy. You know, it's the hate. Level the field. It's just the hateration of, of the Olympics. But whatever. It's Simone's going to kill that thing dead. We know that. Then we have... Simone Manuel. Simone Manuel. Swimming. Yes. She qualified. Go girl. You and don't really see a whole lot of black people swimming. And, so she, and she might be like the first black woman black on the Olympic female, team. female for sure. Yes. And she just debunked that myth that black people don't know how to swim. Yes, okay. she did. Yes, we yes do. she we did. Do it real fast. <laughs> black people know how to swim. Thank you, Simone, <laughs> for letting the people know. Okay. And then what, what was my girl, the runner? Shikari. Shikari Richardson. Richardson. Who... I actually like her orange hair. Anybody talking about her hair, y'all stop hating. Mm -hmm. And I like her fingernails being long. And I cried when she ran into the stands and hugged her grandmother. Like, she first of all, first of all, she she started she like okay you know how they they do on your mark get set go mm-hmm. and then they and they start running real fast right okay she it wasn't was, looking good right she right it wasn't looking good but she zoomed past everybody and she was pointing at the clock man like yeah I beat that shit she was pointing at that's when you know you bad right when you pointing at the clock man like clock me bitch yeah clock me exactly and yes. she had her mother her mother passed away but her mother clearly was there with her yes so. 100% and I feel like I mean not I feel like I want her to demolish demolish the Olympics oh, okay I can't wait to see that and then one more we got Allison Felix 35 oh, yes. years old yes with a two-year-old child yes qualifying for the Olympics for the fifth time yes so mama's out here doing it yes good luck to all our girls I'm sure there's going to be more y'all that we're going to be rooting rooting y'all on but I love the Olympics and I'm so glad that they're back a year later well you know, um last year but the pandemic just Shut everything down. Right. So. And it should be great because it gave all of these Olympiads a whole nother year to train. To train. Yeah. So y'all should be amazing. Or, or get fat. <laughs> One of the two. I think. <laughs> yeah. But y'all y'all should be amazing. All right. So we got to talk about our girl, Portia and Simon, because, okay. you know, we love Portia. Um, she got his name tattooed on behind her ear. Right. Like his middle name. Right. Yes. And Robin, I know you and Juan have a tattoo situation mm-hmm. going on on y'all's fingers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is this a trend? Is this a thing? No, this should never be a thing. <laughs> so getting, okay, getting a person's name or face that's not your child uh-huh. should not, like that should never happen. So like my tattoo, Juan and I have matching tattoos yes. on our ring fingers. Um, this tattoo is actually more significant to me than our actual rings. Why? Um, I mean, we've had rings before, and and what happened to that first marriage? Like you y'all know what I'm took saying? them rings off and threw them in the trash. <laughs> 
Right. So that's so so our ring is it definitely has I mean our tattoo has significance. But if Juan and I were ever to part ways, guess what? This tattoo represents my children. That's mm-hmm. what you're gonna say? Yep. It represents my Robin. Children. I mean, we, the, the whole represent, world. I don't see Juan's name on my finger. Okay, the whole world. Okay, just for y'all to know who didn't see it. Robin's tattoo is two hearts, right? Mm-hmm. Combined. I got two kids. Okay. <laughs> okay. And it's Ro- Robin's heart and Juan's heart. So if Juan all of a sudden loses his mind and acts a fool, mm-hmm. you're going to say that the hearts belong to your children. Yep. <laughs> it don't. It doesn't have his name on it. Not okay. his name, not his initials, but none of that. The world saw you all, because that was on season something of Potomac. I can't remember what season four, that was. I think Maybe four. four. Yeah. The world saw y'all, and it was, it was a Robin Juan thing. I know. Okay. All right. I know, but I can still change the significance of it if I need to. Okay. All right. But if it says Juan, Uh I can't change the significance of it if it says Juan. That is true. Okay. I always feel like getting someone's name tattooed on you is like the kiss of death. Right. Yeah. It like I think I feel like there's some survey out there that says if you do it, y'all gonna break up. It's like you're trying to prove your love. Like and I'm not OK. Like why don't I been together? We were together over 20 plus years when I got when we got our tattoos. So there was nothing for us to prove. But I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes, especially, you know, in in young relationships, people do things hastily mm. because they're trying to prove how much they love someone or 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 they're in this honeymoon phase. Mm, everything's and good. They're, yes. They're, ooh, goo goo gaga over <laughs> each other. I just love you the so much. The bedroom is good. Yes. I just love you so much. I'm going to put your name on my body. You want to oh kiss them all God. the time. Yes. I want you with me all the time. Yes. And that, so so you do it like that's stupid, right? So it's either, it either happens when you're like in the honeymoon phase, which is, you know, nice and lovely and stuff. But like um, you, you think you're so in love and you do it. Or it happens like when a man F's up, when a man, he fucks up and he's like, the girl's going to leave him. And he's like, I love you so much. I'm going to tattoo your name on me. <laughs> right. Like that's when it happens. <laughs> like it's just like stupid. And you turn around. Listen, like, no man has that? ever loved me that much because Giselle is not written on any man that I know. OK. And I don't maybe maybe I need to re- do something different because maybe I need to make make a man. No, you don't want that. I don't want that. You okay. don't want that. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not. Mm-mm. That you know, not my cup of tea, but you know, to each their own. I guess I don't know. Okay, well let let's move on because I was watching Wendy Williams, and we all know Wendy is shady, which I'm not even mad at because you know I'm shady. I love another shady person. Wendy Williams is, is as shady queen. as it comes. She yeah, she's the, the queen. queen she's queen. She gets the crown. Okay, so Cynthia was on her show, mm-hmm. and you know we all have heard like there's going to be an Atlanta shakeup. And I'm not mad at a shakeup because, you know, it keeps the shows spicy. Yeah. yeah. Fresh and new. Yeah. So she straight up told Cynthia, you should not return to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She told her you should not return or she, you should not be asked to return. She said you should not be asked to return. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you, oh. In other words, she said you should be fired. What? Yes. That's rude. And Cynthia kind of laughed it off or whatever. But she, Ooh. but Wendy explained it. Wendy said, you have nothing more to give. You have already gotten married. You have um, got your businesses. Well, Cynthia better get divorced now. That's your yeah, and that's what Wendy <laughs> no. said. Wendy was like, I don't want to see you get divorced. I don't want to see you cuss people out. I just want you to go off and just be a model. Cynthia, stop messing with her check. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, what? And I'm like, if I'm Cynthia, I'd be like, but damn. I mean, Wendy. I said, yeah. yeah, Wendy, stop messing with people's checks. Yes. Like, how would Wendy feel if people came on her show and told her you don't need a show no more? Thank you. 
Thank you, Wendy Williams. Is anybody, would you would you even accept somebody coming around saying, oh, actually, Jocelyn Hernandez did say Wendy should be canceled because Wendy's always throwing shade to black women. Wendy, you didn't like that, that now did you? Right. So leave these housewives alone. Well, maybe Cynthia set herself up for that. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, but no, that's shady as hell. That, that's, yes. That's shady as hell. Ouch. That hurts. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wendy, your words have hurt Robin. Okay. She's over here saying, ouch. Okay. Insane. Ouch. All right. But speaking of shady, there's some men out here being extremely shady with their penises. <gasps> oh, my um, gosh. so shocking. Person <gasps> number one, Tristan. Person number two, Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Both we're gonna put both of y'all basketball players in the same category. Over and over and over again. What is wrong with y'all? Okay, so my theory is um Chloe, Lala, wait until they're retired. If you even like if if you all wanna be together, if you wanna be with yes. them, but you're just like I have to move on. Like just just leave and wait for them to retire. These men, ugh, I don't I don't wanna, you know, stereotype, but it's really, 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 really hard for NBA players to live a monogamous life when they are playing in the league. It's just too much temptation. True. They travel so much. They're in the spotlight. But I'm telling you, when their career is over, nobody cares about them anymore. Okay, but okay. Ca- but Melo's career is almost over. But Mel- no, but it's not. Oh, so so until <laughs> that not. contract is done. It's until he's sitting at home bored. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but bored is when you would think that they would cheat because they're bored. But then they're like up under you. They're like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Oh, but, okay. but if they're still like living that life, I, you know, hey, some of them never even get past. Like some of them. OK, it's not going to be like the day, the first day after they retire and their career is over because they're going to have a hard time um, transitioning. Yes, okay. Transitioning to the fact that their career is over. Okay. So they're still going to be trying to like live that life and get that rush and do all that stuff. So, you know, you might want to give them a good year or two yeah. after their NBA career is over. But like Tristan is young. Like he's, first of all, he's younger than Chloe. Yeah. I he's believe. young and dumb and full yeah. of calm. So he's ready. <laughs> okay. He's ready for action. Let's just hope he's not spraying it like Nick Cannon. Oh yes. But, yes. <laughs> but really, I think Tristan is young. He's still in the NBA. Like, he really like as much as they want to be with their family, they want to settle down, they want to do what's right. Yeah. The temptation is so hard. Yes. It's so hard. And I can say this because I do have a girlfriend who will, will remain nameless. And she said she slept with Tristan and she said it was amazing. Oh. Yes. Okay. Don't so, that now you're gonna have more people. Well, no, Damn. it could be why Chloe was trying to oh, hold, hold on. on to him because oh. he was amazing. Oh, she said. Damn. She was like, like she, yeah, she was like trying to call him up, hitting him up all the time. Like, oh, wow. dude, you coming through? And he was too busy hitting everybody else up. Mm. So, you know, she had to wait her turn. But she didn't want nothing from him, just that. Okay. And, you know. Anyway, even yeah. with the amazing penis, you got to walk away if he's not treating you properly. It's right. my point of the story. For sure. And But I feel I do feel bad for Lala because she's put in some years. Yeah, she's put in some years. But it's like, I mean, this story, it don't matter. This story happens over and over and over again. Yes. Like, it, it, it is really not a new story when it comes to <laughs> athletes. And um, because they want, like I said, they want to be with their family. They want to do the right thing. They want to be a, a family man. But mm. it's just, it's too much. Mm. It's I'm a little disappointed in Mello. I thought you had stopped with the shenanigans. 
Nope, he's still playing basketball. Okay, we're going to move on. Anyway, so <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, who's ever listening, Robin and I started this podcast after Mother's Day. So we really didn't get to talk about like being a mom, Mother's Day. That would have been like our Mother's Day tribute if we were on at that time. Oh, yeah. So guess what today is? Dun, 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 dun. Yes, we're going to be talking about parenting, moms, being a mom. And we're going to label this not your average mama. Oh, no. No. Far from it. Yes, we are not your average mama. All right. So first of all, Robin, I want to ask you, when it comes to parenting, when your boys were babies, mm-hmm. And how were you as a mom to like now? Because now they are what? Right. Preteens. Yep. So Corey and Carter are 13 and 11. Okay. Um, so I'll just say I, I, okay. So even before I had babies, I was never that person that like wanted a baby or wanted to be a mother. Right. Like I wasn't yearning for motherhood. I didn't have it planned out. Um, whenever I would, any of my friends would have kids um, and, you know, they have a baby and I'd be like, Oh, hi, baby. And that's it. Like, I don't want to, like, pick the baby up. <laughs> hi, and, baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, look at the baby. Because yeah. most times the babies aren't cute. Because, you know, when babies are, like, you know, yeah. newborns, they look, like, real funny looking. They look scrunchy. And so instead of being like, oh, how cute, I'd be like, oh, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Robin, you got to do better with your <laughs> fake cute voice. Okay. Because if it's not cute, I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. And she really looked like an alien. Like, I'm just like, oh, baby. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay. So then you had children. And what did you, did you have aliens? I did. Carter was an alien. Okay. So Corey was, like, really cute. Like, he came out with this cute, dark, curly hair. And nice. Just, like, just really cute. Carter was an alien, which is, like, so I can say that with like my chest because Carter is like the cutest thing right like now yes, you know what I'm saying and, and he quickly grew to be cute like a month later but like you can ask anyone I wasn't sending pictures of Carter out when he was first born I waited <laughs> <laughs> that is wrong Carter Carter let me tell you something your mama's wrong for that <laughs> he knows he knows so so as a mom I mean, I mean, of course, like, you know, when you have new babies, you're like worried about everything. I did have a lot of like worry about like, you know, just protecting them and yes. keeping them healthy and safe and alive. Um, but outside of that, like I always had the philosophy like, OK, I'm not the first mother in the world mm-hmm. and my kids aren't the first babies in the world. So like it did, like everything didn't have to be perfect. Right. You know what I mean? Like I didn't yes. have to be a perfect mom. I didn't have to like, you know, run and and you know my kids cry like jump up and and know exactly why they were crying and stuff right. like that and so I and I think that's just part of my personality I'm very laid back I try not to like stress out and yeah. so I was not a stressed out mom um when they were newborns it was okay you know what I mean it was like I was very I I was um and I made it a point to not hold them all the time because you didn't want them to feel loved no, because I didn't <laughs> want them to always have to be held all the time. Okay. Do you know okay. I mean? So I would actually like, you know, it's like. What you book know, did you read? Did you read a book while you were going through? What? I don't what? know. I just like was like, and I wouldn't let people hold them all the time. What is tough love as an as no, infant? It wasn't tough love. It was like, no, y'all not going to come here and hold my baby for two hours and then put it down and you leave. And then my baby's like, wow, wow, wow. I want to be held because you held me for two hours. Okay. I'm like, no. You can hold it for like five seconds and then put it back down. We rationing the hugs. <laughs> Robin is rationing 
Newborn baby hugs. Now, this is the first I heard of this. This is this is a new parenting tip it here. Worked. My babies didn't cry a lot. They only cried okay. at night. You know, when it was time to sleep, that's when they cried. Okay. Um, but I'll just I'll say like, you know, motherhood the first time around was pretty easy breezy. Mm-hmm. When I added that second child, eighteen months later, oh, it's the situation. That's when shit got real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's a situation for sure yeah so and i was a walking zombie for like two years but you know yeah. i got past that i i had grace and i literally was like i don't know what the hell i'm doing like <laughs> I, I felt it like immediately as soon as i brought her home i was like i don't know how to change a diaper right i don't know how to feed her i my the breast thing ain't working i don't know what the hell i'm doing i'm exhausted i might even have depression i was just, it was just bad it was bad yeah. it was very bad um and then all of a sudden it just like kicked in mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. but I, I did hug her all the time. Robin. I, mean, I just want you to know that. Just be clear. Um, I hug my kids all the time now. <laughs> um, and then 18 months later, I bring home twins. Oh my God. So I was like dying a million deaths. <laughs> so I decided the only way I'm going to make it is to be a military sergeant. Okay. Right? So I like fed them all at the same time. I changed diapers all at the same time. I fed them. I changed diapers. It was like it was like wow. military clockwork. S- clockwork going. Did you have on. like alarms to remind you, or you just like- nope, nope. I just realized like Sheesh. like I had it. I had it on on a routine every day. Every day I was just trying to survive. Oh my gosh! Now, did you have a nanny? Yes, I had a nanny, but I had three kids, and it was me yeah. and the nanny. You need more hands than that. Yeah. I felt like I was always outnumbered. To this day. I'm outnumbered by these oh, children. You are. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? I, you know, once I got divorced and I moved away from like Baltimore and I moved mm-hmm. back to D- the DC area, I, that's when I got into my stride, like my mommy stride. Okay. So when and the they, girls were how old then? They were maybe like first grade, first oh. grade in kindergarten. So okay. they were young. Oh, wow. But I was like the room mom. Mm. And I was always helping out at school. Okay. And I would always like have apples for them when I picked them up from school. Oh, you're nice. I was like the mom of the year. Well, you still are. No. Okay. No, that went left. <laughs> okay. So then like when I started like working a lot and like getting into my groove and they started getting older, I just forgot about them kids. If right. they had Doritos for dinner, okay. Right. If exactly. Whatever was going on, like I didn't, I didn't allow them to run my life anymore. Yes, and that you have to like actually make that declaration like out loud. Yes, like you know what, like I love my kids. I'm going to be the best mom I can be to them, but I'm not going to let them control my life. It's like you have to have an epiphany. It's like an yes. aha moment. Yes, where you know at first you're like, okay, this is my life. Clearly, is when they're babies and stuff. But at some point, you're like, Mm-mm. you got to get over it. Right. You got you to gotta allow yourself to live and to be a person again. I felt like I was only a mother and that's not healthy. It's not good for them. It's not good for me. Right. Like I remember times when like, okay, I would want to go out and the babysitter comes and the minute, you know, we, you try to walk out the door, they're like, ah, mommy, no, mommy. And you know, then sometimes you, you, you like, okay, well I'll stay home. And you just have to like, Oh, I never did that. Right. You got to be steadfast. Yes. You got to walk out that door walk and out. don't call. Don't nope. say, are they okay? Nope. Like just go and keep it moving. I remember I had a nanny that would come like three days a week and she would talk my head off uh-huh. so much that I would literally have to like, like my, when I had a nanny, I was like, okay, I want a nanny. Like, so she, so she can give me a break so I can like chill and, yes. and just, you know, relax and lay around. And she would talk my head off to the point where I was like, 
okay, where should I, where am I going today? Like, you know, I would like literally like. <laughs> you you running away from the nanny? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I would literally have to like force myself to leave the house uh-huh. because she would literally follow me all around the house. Oh, fired. Talking. Fired. Bye. She was, I mean, she was awesome. She was great with the kids. But I had like, so at that point I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put these kids in school. So that's when I started them in like a, <laughs> to, a daycare. To preschool. get away from the nanny to that get, talked too much. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that? Yes. She talked. <laughs> okay. Head so on. have you ever lost a child out in the streets? <laughs> have you ever lost a child? I, yes. I have a, a um, Carter went missing. Okay. In Ocean City, New Jersey. Oh, uh, Ocean City, Maryland? New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So we were staying. It was so scary. We were staying in a house, like a shore house with my friend and her family. Right. So it was her, you know, her husband, her two kids at the time. Okay. And then me. And this was... um. Juan and I were maybe separated or not together. I don't know. And so I'm in the house with Corey and Carter. And this is the day we're leaving. We're packing the house up to leave. Okay. So it's just like a lot of, you know, you're like getting your bags together and you put in the car and you're in and out. And so at some point I'm like, where's Carter? (laughs) When you, I'm like packing up the kids. You're missing one. Yeah. I'm like, where's Carter? So we looked all over the house. He's not there. We looked all in the backyard. He's not there. We look all in the front yard and he's not there. And he was literally probably like, I mean, he was walking clearly, um, but he was le- younger than two. But I, guess, okay. I, I can't, maybe two or less, right? And, and this is so crazy. My first thought is, oh my gosh, if I can't find Carter, Juan is going to kill me. <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> Not. I need to find my child because I love him because right. I hug him all the time. I right. don't. Um, Juan's gonna kill me. Right. It's not okay. like, oh my god, my my child. It's like Juan is going to kill me. Right. So my friend's husband literally. Oh, so then we so we go outside and there's a girl, a stupid ass girl. So there's a girl who literally was getting out of like had gotten out of her car and maybe had some bags and she was like, oh, um. Are you looking for a kid? I just saw a kid walk down the street. What? And he turned the corner. And he's literally like a year and a half. And so my my friend's husband took off running down the street. Yeah. Literally turned the corner. Like I couldn't even see him anymore. Right. And got, and he said it was, he was almost at an intersection. And like Carter was gone. He had his blankie. He had his pacifier. (laughs) He was out of here because he didn't get hugs. Right. That's why he was leaving. (laughs) Because Robin refused to hug the boy. <laughs> what? Yes. It was it was so scary. Oh like, my gosh. So, like we literally, if it like, you know, I mean, so how like how, how much time had passed? For him to get down the street, turn the corner to the point where I couldn't even see him anymore. I mean, that probably was a good like six minutes. Oh wow. That's least. a long time. Right. Yeah. Because anything because someone could have driven past and seen this kid walk in and scooped him up. Yeah. Or he could have gotten hit by a car or whatever. A dog could have been. I don't I mean, like, it was like I was traumatized by that. I was like that it was really, really, really a close call. And Carter was always the one, especially after that, he was always the one. I'm like, when I'm out, I'm like, where's Carter? Where's Carter? Like right. I have to have eyes on Carter. Did you tell Juan? Yeah, I told him after. Oh, you did? And yeah. what did he say? Uh, uh, he he probably you know gave me a whole you know this is the reason why I don't want to go, you know just oh gosh this uh, like this past weekend they my freaking kids had to spill the beans and tell him that they saw a shark in the ocean and he's like you ain't tell me there was because Juan was he he wasn't there for the whole trip so okay. then they tell him yeah there was a shark in the ocean and Juan is like terrified of the ocean okay it's 
So, so the kids like, can't have fun anymore. Oh, my God. They're scared of everything. They're so scared of everything because Juan is like scared of nature. He's scared <laughs> of everything. It's so crazy. All right. So there we were cruising through the new open air zoo when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue with its powerful DC turbo engine. Well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and out one of you! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I asked my kids, you know, before we started this podcast, how they felt about me as a mother because they're teenagers now. Right. And so they really have formed a, an opinion of Giselle as mother. And they're like, oh, mom, we think that you um, we really liked you when you were like the room mom. And when you had apples for us, when you picked us mm. up from school, like we really liked you during that phase. However, <laughs> we like you, you know, as in this in this mode as well. They were like, because you Okay, so I've done some things. Okay, I have a story. So my kid, the, the twins were in ballet. Okay. They were about third grade, fourth grade. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like whatever was going on in the ballet class. You know, the parents can't be in there. But when they would come out, they would tell me these crazy stories. Like mm -hmm. they didn't like their teacher. The teacher was playing favorites, all of this stuff, right? So I, I was just like very angry and I had had it, okay? So um, the next class, I was like, I'm getting that teacher. I'm going to let her know how I feel. So I walked my kids in. I allowed them to go inside and then I poked my head in and I was like, excuse me, I need to talk to you. Teacher, can you come out? So she came out and I let her have it. I was like, my kids told me blah, blah, blah. And I don't appreciate you treating my kids. It's two of them. It's two of them. You are not going to be unfair to them. So I let her have it. It was like a very long speech. She goes back and says, she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She goes back inside. So the class is over and my kids come out and they get in the car. They run to the car. They're like, mommy, that was a substitute. That wasn't the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I cussed out 
the wrong teacher. Okay. But they were like so happy that I was just writing for them. Oh, right. Right. Even though I cussed out the wrong lady, oh it didn't even matter. And she I, didn't even stop you and be she like, she didn't stop me. Uh, wait, she, nope, no, no. Nope. Uh, she just, she just took it. She took the cussing <laughs> and she was like, it's my day to get cussed by a crazy black woman. And she went on about her business. She apologized. She didn't know what she was apologizing for. She oh just apologized God. and kept it moving. But I, I cussed out the wrong person. And they were like, you know what? It doesn't even matter. Our mom's right. going to stand up for us no matter what, which they appreciate. That's good. Um, they said that, you know, I never let them have sleepovers. They're a little traumatized by it. Okay. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do like the fact that every year I try to do something different. Like, yeah. Five years ago, our new thing was like, we're going to have sushi. Okay. And so now they love sushi. So like we would try all these different sushi restaurants. Like every year I try to like start a new tradition. Um, One time it was like, let's do tea parties. So we would go to all these places that, you know, do little tea services. Um, And I know you guys would go bike riding. Yes, we do bike riding. I mean, I try to do like fun things with my kids. So they know that I'm present and I'm in their lives. That's awesome. I just don't really cook dinner for them. And, you know, they're they can eat whatever right they can eat like air sandwiches i don't care i don't care because i do other things <laughs> i and i and they know that i love them right yes and that is the most important part it is yes it and, is and i can say as a parent i am like i i would you know i, I should go back and ask my kids what, what they think of me as a mom yes. But I think they would say that I'm a cool mom, that I'm a fun mom. Uh, We laugh and joke and giggle and have fun and, you know, play around and wrestle. And like, I'm the one when they they wrestle me. They don't wrestle Juan. Yes. Well, I mean, because they know Juan will like maybe hurt them. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. But (laughs) no, I mean, they will win that match. You're fighting with boys all the time. Yes. 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 So, I mean, it's just I and and. I hug them a lot. Ooh, <laughs> when did the transition I, happen? Yes. I mean, not see. Okay. You misinterpreted that. <laughs> all right. But I do to this day hug and kiss on my kids. And I really think as a, as a parent, that's so important to yes. give your kids that type of love, that like physical affection. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, my parents were awesome, but I didn't really get a lot of physical affection from yeah. my parents and i don't know if that's like a generational I thing think so. but i just think you know i want the most important thing for me as a parent is to make sure that my kids know that they're loved yes um because when kids don't feel like they're loved it can affect them negatively so much you yeah. know they act out for attention or they seek attention in other places and whatever so yeah. for me as i'm like as long as my kids know they're loved they're good to go. They're good. And I, I, so right now my challenge with them is showing them that I trust them. Mm. So, um, you know, mine are teenagers. So just last week we were in New York and I was like, you know what, guy? and I had to work. So they're with me. I'm working. And so I didn't want them to sit in a hotel all day. Right. So I was like, you guys can do New York. Right. Ooh. They had their little girlfriends that are from New York. Okay. okay. So I gave them my credit card. I had to do Ooh. sign it across and pray to Jesus. But I gave them my credit card. Okay. I downloaded Uber on one of my daughter's phones. Okay. And I was like, have fun, do your thing. So they appreciated Ooh, that. Brave. I know. They appreciated that so much. They would do stuff like, oh, no, we're not going to call an Uber. We're going to walk. Oh, good. Okay. You know, they're like, we're going to save mommy some coins. <laughs> like, that's their favorite thing to say. We're going to save mommy her coins. So, and anytime, like they say, they would go to a restaurant because I told them, you know, food is on me. Mm-hmm. So, like, like I'm going to pay for food. But if you guys want to go shopping and buy, you know, stupid little T-shirts or earrings. Right. That's the money that you got yeah, from yeah. your parents exactly. at Christmas. Your chores and all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So your allowance. 
if if the food bill went over like eighty dollars, mm-hmm. they would text me and they'd be like, "Okay, we're at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. The bill is like eighty two dollars," and I'd be like, "Okay, it's fine, <laughs> it's fine." But for them to feel a sense of responsibility and like let you know they they were spreading their wings a little bit yeah. in, in the big NYC, and I I feel like that for me right now is the our biggest. Um, is the biggest learning lesson I can tell parents. Like okay. at some point in time, you got to let go and yeah. you got to just trust your kids. Ooh, that's going to be it's hard. It's hard. Were you nervous? I wasn't nervous because I knew the two girls are like New York girls. Yeah. Like, you know, they're the same age as my kids, but they know the city. Okay. They know where to go. They're about it, about it. But they, oh, my funny story. My, my kids did go on the New York subway. Okay. And there was a crazy man. They said crazy, put that in quotes, that was after them. They're like, mommy, <gasps> this man was after us. Oh, no. We would keep changing cars. He would keep coming <laughs> after us and he wouldn't leave us. We think he was trying to check Grace out. We didn't know what was happening. Oh, he God. was crazy. And they ended up um, getting off the train and then they told me that they were going to call an Uber. Okay. And they asked a man who had a kid with him. Okay. So he was a father mm-hmm. to kind of like wait with them while they got the Uber. Oh, wow. So that was kind of smart. Yeah. Now, let me know. They really felt like they were in danger. Right. But guess what? It's the big city, honeys. And y'all went through welcome. a little. Uh, right. Welcome. And it's real world and real life. So I'm, I was I wasn't afraid or scared for them. But I felt like, you know what? It's good. It's right. good that you see that in because in our little world, it's a bubble. Right. And I've protected you all. But there's all kinds of crazy people. out Right. There. And that's good that they were. You should you should be happy and feel good that they were aware of their surroundings. Yes. Yes. We. <laughs> So my kids are actually kind of vigilant too, and we're going to wrap up soon. Yep. We were walking in South Beach, so we nice decided South Beach, not nice, nice South Beach. We went. It's <laughs> like the I don't know why we did this. I haven't been to South Beach in so long, right? So we we ate, you know, at a restaurant, and then with all the kids, it was a big group of us, and we decided to walk on Ocean Drive. Okay, South nice. Beach uh-huh. at like, you know, 11 p.m. at night. Mm, kind of crazy. Yeah, bad decision because <laughs> I didn't know like how crazy it was down yes. there. So my kids are like, all of it, we're like walking and then all of a sudden they start like, like ducking. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? And they're like, these guys just got out of the car and they said the chopper's in the back seat. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what the hell a chopper is. Apparently it's a gun. A chopper is a gun? Apparently it's a gun, a a right, whatever. And they're like, he just said the chopper's in the back seat. And they're like, literally like trying to run away. I'm like, y'all like, what? (laughs) Okay. But but why do your kids know what chopper is? I don't know. YouTube, (laughs) video games, listen, TikTok. These kids know what's up. I know. I was like, what is a chopper? So then I had to realize like what they were talking about. But they, their antennas were like on alert, high alert down there. And they were like, Carter, my youngest, he was like, can we leave? (laughs) Good. Can we leave? He was just looking around. He was like, this don't feel safe. Can we leave? (laughs) So our our kids are, I mean, they're definitely more sheltered than than we were as young kids. But they're very aware of their surroundings. Well, okay. So note to self, no South Beach (laughs) and no New York subway. Y'all are crazy up in there. (laughs) Okay. Note to self. We took, I thought it would be a good experience for them. Okay. All right. Well, people, we're going to wrap up because, you know, we have talked y'all's heads off. But Robin wants to tell you about our... Oh, our yes. something. I want to remind you. I'm um, sorry. So we we are, you know, throughout the season, we're going to be taking your questions. Yes. 
So listener for listener advice questions. Yep. So if you have a question, whether it's about business, because we know a little bit about business, mm-hmm. whether it's relationships or friendships or parenting or food, beauty, whatever. Or yes. you just want our opinion on something mm-hmm. like email us. It would be perfect if you could email a voice memo if you don't mind us playing your voice. So we'll play it back. Um, email us or, you know, so if it's a voice memo, great. If if you just want to type it in, that's fine too. Email us at what's up at reasonablyshady.com. So is it W-A-T-S-U-P? Yep. Okay. What's up at reasonablyshady.com. Yep. So send us your advice questions and we will happily begin to answer them. I love that. I love that. I think... I'm the reasonable one. She's a shady one. Yeah. Who knows what kind of advice you're going to get? Yes, indeed. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Okay. This is last but not least. We didn't talk about this with with our our hot topics. Black girl magic. So you remember when Sweetie and and Quavo broke up? Oh, yes. And he took back the Bentley. Yeah. $250,000 Bentley. He's selling that thing. He sold it or whatever. But guess what? What? She bought her own one with her own money. She said, Quavo, I don't need your stinky Bentley. I bought my own. What did she get? Because she's a boss bitch. What did she get? A Bentley. Are you sure? A Rolls Royce. Yeah. She got an expensive car. <laughs> okay. Know. She got a Rolls Royce. Oh, she did. Oh, she <laughs> Okay. So she said, I'm one upping the Bentley. I'm getting a Rolls. A Rolls. Take that, Quavo. That. Go ahead, girl. Take it. Do Take your it. Thing. Take it. Migos. That Bentley was not yours in the first place. Amen. And good night. <laughs> all right. So that is it for Reasonably Shady. We will talk to you soon. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Reasonably Shady is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And you can connect with us on social media at Robin Dixon 10, Giselle Bryant, and Reasonably Shady. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.